Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and with me, executive coach Karen Thrall. Today on Do That Well, we are going to start another series, Do Hungry for Change Well. In light of the ongoing pandemic, something that Karen and I have both noticed in ourselves as well as those around us is that people seem to be asking themselves different questions about their lives, questions about what they want to do in their lives going forward, about where they are right now. And there's this overall current and feeling that people are hungry for change right now. They might not know what that change looks like or when they want it to happen, but they know that they want it. And again, there's this hunger. People are really hungry for change. We thought that it would be a good topic for us to explore and dive into and break apart different aspects of being hungry for change and what that can look like in your life. We've broken it down into three sections, which will be lifestyle, increasing your earnings, and your presence and voice. Today, we're going to focus on lifestyle. I also want to mention that during this series, we're going to be referring to some of our previous episodes in Do Being a Leader Well, as well as Do Tackling Your Dreams Well. If you haven't given those a listen, we encourage you to go back as it will give you some vocabulary that will help you better understand this Hungry for Change series. Let's get started. Karen... Can you give the audience a definition of what we're referring to when we talk about lifestyle as it pertains to being hungry for change? The simple, the simple definition is a way of life. So here you are, you have a way of life. There's a way you live and interact with others. You have routines, you have communities and and locations, and all that is a way of life. But what happens is when you become hungry for change, it requires you to look at your way of life. So when you and I were prepping how much we really realized that the lifestyle, changing your lifestyle is not an option when you're hungry for change. So we want to go straight to that point because it's probably one of the most important points of all. So One of the ways that I like to describe a lifestyle change, I call it uprooting. It's a great visual for me, and I know it's going to look different for everybody, but that that lifestyle change, when you're hungry for change, means there's going to be an uprooting somewhere in your life. So I'll give a a few examples, and and Brenda and I really, we want to really focus on three groups of people right now. So there's the people um, in the corporate world. And when they're hungry for change, it's going to look really different from an entrepreneur or a small business owner, which would be the second group of people. So when they're hungry for change, it's also going to look very different to the artist. And there's people who are performing artists and actors, singers, musicians, painters. And what does it look like when they're hungry for change? So definitely, Brenda and I, we've both been realizing how unique these three groups are. So if you think of a corporate when, a, when someone who's in the corporate world is hungry for change, their options are they either move up in the company or they move out. Well, that's a lifestyle change, both of them. For a small business owner or an entrepreneur, it's it might be asking for more business and getting new clients and customers and getting out of their comfort zone. And what they call the low-hanging fruit is a really common term. So they've gotten all those clients and customers, and now now what? How do they grow their business and gain themselves uncomfortable again? For an artist, um, they have all this talent. 
People love their talent, but can they generate an income from it? So these are things where that when you're hungry for change, there is going to be an uprooting. And the sooner we can accept that as a lifestyle, I'm going to have my lifestyle uprooted. It's going to help you so much and it's really worth it. So I, I know for me, I, mine's a little extreme how I, I went about my uprooting and hindsight, you know, I'm, I'm looking, reflecting back and I can see that where I was so hungry for change and I do, if we had a whole other episode on just <laughs> my own story, I would. But what I noticed is I uprooted dramatically. I left a very secure, stable job. Um, I have two grown children, and it meant that I wouldn't be with them in our day-to-day anymore because it, I also moved from country. I went from Canada to United States. I moved from a familiar city and a community to a, a city where I didn't know anybody. Uh, there were so many things that I did that was an uproot because I was so hungry for change. And so that's my story. Mine's a very extreme story. But I know like when Brenda, when you and I were talking, you also had an uprooting and it's very different from mine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple uprootings really. I I was working a long time ago at Fluvog and I was in the retail world and then I decided I wanted to pursue dance because if you – if you remember in our Pursuing Your Dreams series, that was my dream. I wanted to be an artist and that was the thing that I decided I you know, set my eyes on and I, I did it and I was a working artist. But then after a certain amount of time, I realized that that was no longer suiting my lifestyle because at the time when I was working as a dancer, I didn't have health insurance through my employer, so I had to do that on my own. I didn't get a 401k or anything like that. And I realized that for my values, those were things that were really important to me and those were actually things that I really wanted. So even though it no longer aligned with what my passion was, which was dancing, I decided that I wanted to foray back into a more corporate role because I wanted those other those other things that the corporate world was able to offer me um, that I decided was the lifestyle that I wanted. So there's this lifestyle thing coming in again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think in both of those times, it was so scary for me because I was going into something that was unknown. I was already doing something that was familiar. I felt comfortable. I knew how to live my life in the way that I was living it. And going into that unknown, I think, was something that really held me back at first from deciding to pursue a more corporate role. And it reminds me the other day, I was talking to Victor, my partner, and I think we were talking about video games or a game or something. And he asked me why I didn't like playing it. And I, without even thinking about it, I just quickly responded, well, I don't really like doing things that I'm not good at. And as soon as I said it, it was such an aha moment for me because I realized how often people do this with themselves. They, they'll hold themselves back from trying something or doing something because they don't already know how to do it. I think that when you're hungry for change and you're going to try something new, there's this moment of acceptance that you need to be a student again and you need to be okay learning again. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, I mean, why is it when people are hungry for change, 
why is that so important, that acceptance mm-hmm. that they need to be a learner or a student mm-hmm. again? They do. And I, and even in my own life, um, sometimes we have a misperception of ourselves that we look like we don't know what we're doing. So when you didn't want to play the video game because you didn't know how to do it, and so the perception is, well, I don't know how to do this, and so I'll probably lose, and it won't be fun, and you're an expert, so that's not going to be fun for me. I don't know. I'm making this up. but um, That's pretty and, accurate. <laughs> and But I think a lot of people, when they're hungry for change, that, that holds them back because they don't want to look dumb. Um, I know sometimes they don't. They don't want to look like a fraud. They don't want to look like, well, people are going to notice. They're going to see right through me that I don't know what I'm doing. And instead, when you're hungry for change, what you're doing is you're accepting yourself as a student again. You're accepting yourself that let's pretend you're a senior in your fourth year of university and we're asking you to go back to kindergarten. It's a real, that's it. That is, talk about a lifestyle change. If you just see the visual of that, I'm asking you to go back to square one. I'm asking you to go back to the base and starting over. You have to start new learning. And a lot of people resist that because they don't want to look stupid or it seems like a lot of work or they just don't want to. That's a high price. So when we talk about uprooting your lifestyle, it is. You're you're confronting yourself going, am I willing to go back into being a learner again? Am I willing to go back to making a lot of mistakes in front of people? You're older you know, and you can't do it in hiding. So this whole thing of uh, just going back to stage one is actually fantastic. If we can, instead of saying, I don't know how to do it, so therefore I won't, it's I don't know how to do it, so therefore I will learn. And people gravitate towards that kind of energy, you know, and you don't have to have it all figured out. So I, you know, and I look at one thing for me in my life, again, with, with the, the, the most recent professional change I did, going when I went from corporate, I had a great job in a great company, but I had this hunger in me to, to, to change, to do what I really wanted to do, and that was coaching. And I was so scared, but it wouldn't leave me. It would not leave me. And I finally realized I have to take the leap and I have to follow my heart for me. That's my story. And when I followed my heart, I took so many risks. And the thing I wish I could have done differently is not, not have been so stubborn and I had some ego. So what I mean by that is when I moved to San Diego, I, I was absolutely not going to change my lifestyle. I worked hard to get to where I was, and I'm going to keep it. That was not a good idea. That was my pride. I also, you know, I I was resistant to really letting go. And and eventually that cost me. So I rented a place that was out of my price point because I'm starting over. I was buying groceries and I was buying all the best, you know, (laughs) foods and I was still, you know, I I love to cook and, and I wasn't being modest in, in my grocery spending, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. I was still buying brand names. I was doing these things instead of accepting that I was being uprooted and I was starting over and I didn't want to change those things. Well, that cost me, that cost me. 
Um, I didn't want to stop playing golf. I kept playing golf. Like I had this unlimited amount of resources and I just launched a business. That was a big wake up call for me. And that's why I strongly believe that when you get a hunger for change, one of the biggest things you can ask yourself is, where am I willing to be a student? And where am I willing to be uprooted? And it's going to be different for all of us. But those are, you've got to ask those questions. Why? Why? So that you will, you will change. When we have a hunger for change, it's because we long to change. And so you're going to have to ask those questions. And can I, I mean, Brenda, for you, like going back into the corporate world, here you are, you're going after your artist's soul, your artist's heart, everything. You, you're made for this. You're made for dance. I've seen you dance. You're made for dance. And to ask those hard questions where you went, okay, I'm going to go back into the corporate world. What were your hard questions? I think for myself, and this is where the lifestyle again really comes into play, for myself, it was almost the image of a scale comes into my mind. It was almost a balancing act where I had to ask myself these hard questions about how deeply my passion for dance and wanting to be a performer, I needed to really be honest with myself about how important that was, how much of my a passion was that for me compared to the lifestyle that I wanted to be able to live. And I had to really literally almost make a pros and cons list to balance out, well, how can I have this lifestyle, which I I realized was what was ultimately more important to me, was the lifestyle. And that might make me sound a little bougie or, you know, but that's, <laughs> I've accepted it. That was what was important to me. I wanted a stable, a financially stable lifestyle. And, you know, we'll go into finances in our next episode, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think for me it was a lot of those hard questions were really being honest with myself about how important the passion was to me. And it honestly it kind of hurts a little. Like even now when I see my friends that are still dancing or when I look at old footage, I get like this pain in my heart and there's so much of me that wants to go back to it, but then I have to I like that you said confronting earlier. I want to pick out that word, actually. I have to confront myself, and I have to confront myself and remind myself that you've been there and done that, and you realize that this is actually the more important thing to you, this lifestyle that you've now afforded yourself. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get any easier, I don't think, but I, I've gotten more in tune with knowing what I want. Mm-hmm. When we uproot in a lifestyle change, there's going to be an emotional component. And it it is letting go of something. Why? Why do we want to let go of something? Because there's something more waiting for you. When you are hungry for change, you are admitting that there's something more waiting for you. And, and we get stuck in our familiar. We get stuck in our routines and we get comfortable we get really comfortable, but this is good. Ah, oh, this is good though. And that's the confrontation. Fine. That's okay. If you're going to know this is, I'm satisfied, it's fine. Then what are you going to do about that hunger for change? And this is where people won't do anything. So there's an emotional component. Um, you know, what's interesting too, there's also a personality component. I, I look at when when I had this hunger for change, there were some per- personality traits that I had to add to who I was. Uh, starting a brand new business, I'm now responsible to put food on my table. 
That's my job now. I can't look to anybody else. And so I had to create and add more to my personality. Things like asking for people's business, doing cold calling. I had to learn about marketing and how to brand myself. There was all these things I'd never even thought of doing. I didn't have to, you know, and, and even in society, like some of you, you're going to have uprooted in your friends, your relationships, the society that you, you are part of. That might not be work for you anymore. You might have to make new friends. You might have, might have to have a new network. You might have to take classes to enhance other parts of your professional world. And, and that's good. And there's this thing of acceptance, like, let's say, you know, if we go back to the uh, do being a leader, well, we talked about these five groups. So ambassadors, really quickly, for those who haven't heard it, I'm just going to do one point per each one. But ambassador, um, they're the cups have full, they're idealistic. They're idealistic. Well, that's not going to necessarily work if you're an entrepreneur. Sure, it's going to give you passion, but you're going to have to have a a reality check. So this thing of, oh, it'll all work out. Well, you're, you're going to have to become more of a, re- a realist. Are you willing to uproot some of your idealism? Are you willing to become more of a realist? That's what I had to do. I was very idealistic. And I had to, I had to learn how to be a realist. And I didn't want to be a realist. That's not fun. That's boring. And, but I've had to learn what it meant to me and how I could become that more like that. Innovators, for all the creatives out there, you know what? You're not an island. You do need help. You can lean on your community. It's not up to you to, to solve everything for you. And with artists, like they're so self-made. So maybe what they have to add to their personality is in, in, including others in their success and let go of some of that self-made. If you're a conqueror, you know, you, you change the world, you know, you're a go-getter, you're out there, you inspire people, you've got big ideas. Well, what if you have to stay home in the early mornings and meditate and really center yourself on your goals, you know, and what if as a chieftain, you do have to self-promote, you know, what if you're a person that will not self-promote, you will not put yourself out there? Well, Maybe you will have to learn how to do that. And maybe you do have to become more passionate. And maybe you will have to learn how to let yourself express yourself more passionately. And for champions, what if there is no plan? What if you have to take a leap without clear direction? Can you do it? Can you add a little bit of that to your personality? So there's all this stuff about uprooting. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be part of your personality. It's going to be location. It's going to be relationships. It's going to be finance. It's going to be society. It's going to be your health. There are so many areas where you might have to uproot. You might. And are you willing to ask those hard questions and really, uh, really reflect? Because why? So that this hunger for change will be activated because there's a next chapter for you. And are you willing for this hunger for change to allow you to, to ask these hard questions? It brings me back, however, to earlier when I was mentioning not wanting to try something because I wasn't good at it. It makes me think of all of the people that look at the change and they think to themselves, well, that's not me or I just can't do that. There's no way. I, I don't like those things. Because it's just more of that unknown, and those are all things that we tell ourselves to try to avoid the unknown. And I wonder, Karen, 
What do you say to those people that have that narrative in their head? Okay, so you're hungry for change and you're going to have a lifestyle change. That's what's going to be required of you. When that hunger starts, the first thing you're going to ask yourself is, what in my lifestyle is required to change? And then from there, where will I become a student again? So the first thing I would say is, it's that because you're learning, you're, you're, if, if you can look at these areas where I don't like that, or I don't want to be that, or that's not me, I'm asking, but what if that was what you had to do? Would you be willing to learn something new, a new trait, a new quality, a new talent, a new risk? And I, I want to use an example where um, I, when I realized I was a communicator, I was a little shocked. Okay. I did I never saw myself as a communicator ever. And I thought, me, a communicator? Because of who I am and my personality. I'm I I have a little bit of a stutter, you know. I can ramble. Um, I'm I have a lot of nervous energy, you know, so my hands will shake sometimes and I have all these things. I'm like, there, how could I be the communicator? But when I accepted that I am a communicator, I knew at that point my lifestyle was would have to change. And I knew I would have to be a student. And I knew I had to be willing to accept that this would be a new path for me. Okay. I, I uprooted myself. So I remember the first time I spoke, it was a group of college students. I did a seminar. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. My stomach was in knots. I, I kept losing my train of thought. And it was just, I, I did my best. And that that's the point is when, because I was a student, I was a learner learning how to communicate, be a communicator. I gave my best. Now, if you, if you graded me, it was probably a 28 out of a hundred, but it was my a hundred. So years go by and I've learned a lot from then I've become, I'm becoming a communicator more and more and more. Why? Because I choose to be, I want this lifestyle change. This is a permanent lifestyle change that I am willing to invest in. And when I get to be 96, that's when I hope that they, people will say she became an excellent communicator. And I'm on that journey. It's a lifestyle change and it's a permanent one. And I'm willing. Have I made a lot of mistakes with it? Yes. Yes. But I... I'm going to keep making mistakes because I, I want to keep growing in it. My question would be, how many times are you willing to give it a try? You think of artists, okay? You think of artists, and they really want a career with their art. Well, how many times are you going to go to an audition? How many times are you going to knock on doors? How many times are you going to do what you have to do as uncomfortable as it is, and you just hate it because it's not art, but that's not art? Yeah, well, I know. But you'll have to do that so that you can be an artist for small business owners, for entrepreneurs. How many clients or customers is too much? Have you reached your max? How much product? How, how good is your product? Can it be better? How you, how you represent your brand? Is it the best you can possibly be? Are you networking? Are you shaking hands? Are you on the phone? These are things that are lifestyle changes that you're uprooting from. If you're in the corporate, 
How amazing are you in the corporate? What kind of reputation do you have? What's your rapport like? Do people look at you and go, wow, you're, you're the best leader I've ever seen? So we're uprooting ourselves because we hunger for something so much bigger than who I am today. And so that uprooting is really necessary. You just make me think of how many different aspects of our lives do need to change when you're hungry for change. Mm-hmm. I It makes me think, again, going back to when I made the change from being a dancer to corporate world, as you mentioned earlier, even my friendships changed. And the things that I was doing for fun, all of that changed because the lifestyle that I was living as a dancer, which was it was a performance. It was a at a bar too. So it was late night. I was going out and like going to parties and things all the time. And that was just no longer sustainable for me. And it served me at that time in my life, but it was no longer the right thing for the change that I was hungry for. So that just really resonates with me, yeah. Karen. <laughs> and you know, it's true. Even in, in coaching, how many times, how many times when I'm and these are extraordinary people, truly extraordinary people. Well, I have to remind them they they get to add to who they are. They have this isn't it, or have to confront them on why they believe that is who they are. What if it's not who you are? And either way, either I'm going to add more because I'm so hungry that I'm willing to do what I got to do. I'm willing to do what I got to do, and but that's that requires that. That requires a, conf- a confrontation with yourself. That requires asking some pretty heavy con- questions. And they're scary questions. Karen, that leads me to some homework that I want to give our audience. On the topic of hard questions, when you are hungry for change, there are so many hard questions that you need to ask yourself. So if you're listening right now, I want you to write down any areas in your life where you might think, I don't like things that I'm not good at, or this is not me, I couldn't do this, or I have no desire to do that. And once you've done that, look at those answers and see if maybe somewhere within those answers, there's a place where you're supposed to be a student. And that would require a lifestyle change because you're hungry for change. A way that you can know is think about what would happen is if you were actually good in those areas or if you liked doing those things, you already had some expertise, what would happen and what benefit might come to your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we we have these presuppositions, these beliefs that we live. And we'll say like, well, this is just who I am or I, or I hate that. I would never do that. I don't like that at all. And we never challenge them. Maybe, like you were saying, Brenda, you used to go clubbing. And then one day you confronted yourself to go, is this still me? And you went, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. Moving on. And you did a lifestyle change. And so these questions are great because if you don't like something, but what if you did? If you don't want to be some a certain way, but what if you were? How would it be different? How would it benefit your life? And here's some even, if I can push a little even more, do you have the right friends? Are you in the right community? Do you have a personality trait that you wish you didn't have? Do you have any personality traits that you wish you did have? For example, what if you're an an introvert? 
but you now have to you now have to network. Well, introverts don't network the way an extrovert can. What are you going to do about it? What if you're an extrovert and you need uninterrupted quiet moments to strategize? What if you're creative and you have to learn business skills? What if you're an optimist who loves to wing it and all of a sudden you have to have a plan? And what if you don't like to, like I said earlier, you don't like to self-promote, but now you have to be in the spotlight. It's, it's time for you to be in the spotlight. These are questions we have to ask when we are being uprooted because we're hungry. Those are all such great questions, Karen. And hopefully these questions will give you all something to chew on as you're addressing your hunger for change. Today, we talked about when you are hungry for change, how it requires a lifestyle change, how you have to be okay being a student and a learner again, how it's important to accept the unknown, and most importantly, that you do have to ask yourself hard questions. You have to ask yourself hard questions and you have to get uncomfortable. Join us next week. We'll be talking about how to increase your earnings as you're hungry for change. Thanks for joining.